I just speak blessings over this beautiful church. Uh, this is a beautiful sanctuary, but you are a, the beautiful people of God. Amen. And I just speak blessings over you right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for this church, Lord. And I thank you for where you brought it from, Lord. You brought them through many battles. But I thank you, Lord God, for the victories that are coming, Lord God. I, I thank you for a greater anointing of your spirit uh, that's going to be in this house in 2022, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord, for increase, Lord, financially, numerically, Lord God, spiritually, over this house in 2022, God. I, I thank you, Lord, that this house is going to experience a greater move than they have ever saw in this up-and-coming year. I believe it with all my heart. I, I speak it, I decree it, I declare in Jesus name can the church say amen amen praise the Lord if y'all will put your hands together for my beautiful wife he's so sweet God bless you thank you so much for having us here I, every time that I be in a pulpit I ask the Holy Spirit to help me to say what I have to say it without not too much hard accent I hope you understand everything but it's hard I am from Colombia, South America, and I have this accent that I, it looks like I never leave me alone. So I am very thankful to be here. Thank you for pastors uh, Donald and Sandra Jones to invite us. You are a beautiful congregation. You are a precious children of God. We are so thankful to be here and uh, receive the bless today. You know, the word of God say the even the stones will speak it. There is a word that you need to hear this morning. And uh, the Lord, uh, when we was in the worship, uh, sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit put words in, in my heart. And one of the words that the Lord put in my heart was encouragement. And uh, so far in the, the few times, a few times that I have a, a, a experience to share with Pastor Donald Jones, he's an encouragement man, encouragement. And the Lord was touching my heart and say that, that this church and the leadership has the anointing of encourage. You have the power of the word of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit over every single person here. You need to get it in that move of the encouragement. The world is completely crazy right now, but if you have the word of encouragement, you can transform, make difference in every single person around you, over families around you, over out there the world, but encourage by the power of the word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit over you. You are an encouragement too. Amen. I have this word that I asked the, the Lord a few times and you know, you know, sometimes when preachers here or, or, or teachers, when you have the word of God and then sometimes can another word show up and then you say, wait a minute, which one is? Well, a couple times happened to me during these days and finally the Lord confirmed the word that I have for you. It's in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. And it says, do you know, if you remember, this is a Paul in prison. He wasn't in a home prison. He, this was the real prison. He was in jail and uh, suffering already all, maybe ready to go, depart from earth to go to heaven. But he was desperate to speak these words to his spiritual son, Timothy. Desperate because he knew the situation when Timothy was pastoring in Ephesus. So he was desperate. And look at the words that he said to him. Remember Jesus Christ. I want you to say, remember Jesus Christ. Say it with accent or without accent, wherever you want. Remember Jesus Christ. Raise it from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. Say, this is my gospel. Amen. For which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Say, God's word is not chained. Yes. So we can see here three important things, and I'm going to speak quickly because... The preacher is anointing, is ready to speak something powerful this morning. Remember Jesus Christ, because why he said that, remember, we cannot, with those who study the word, we know that 
we, you and I, we don't believe it in what God did it by the Son, Jesus Christ, we are in zero. We need to remember that powerful thing that Jesus came like a man, 100% man, but 100% God. We cannot forget about it. That the people every day for circumstances, situation, busy, busy, worry, worry, we start to forget. We need to go back again and remember who Jesus Christ did it for you and I. Amen. So important do you remember by your testimony, by the words that you speak, it, help your children and your family to remember what Jesus Christ did for you and I. Amen. Praise the Lord. Another thing is, this is my gospel. And I believe that Paul wasn't speaking here. We pride, try to take the honor like he was the, the guy who, uh, let me see, intellectual property rights. He was speaking, this is my gospel or a thankfulness for what God did over him. This is my gospel. This is my gospel, people of God. This needs to be part of you every day. This needs to walk with you. This needs to be in your mind. I can forget my Bible or my heels. Never, never forgot my Bible. Maybe forgot my heels, but not my Bible. You need to keep the word of God every time in your mind. This is my gospel. Take it like it's yours. It's your gospel. You know what? Something that I put it here. If the gospel become part of you, you don't run. You stand up. You stand in the name of Jesus. So God, God's word is not chained. And I know that our situation can limit the effectiveness of the gospel. Paul was in chains, right? But the word of God wasn't in chains. And I remember a few years ago, like seven, eight years ago, my pastor, she cannot go and visit this 80-some years old beautiful woman of God in the hospital. In Louis Gale. So she asked me to go. And I was having the more terrible struggle in my life. Very, the, nobody wants to be a woman, don't want to be. I was uh, discouraged, but I continued to study my work. I tried to survive, you know. Push yourself, push yourself. When I went to that room to pray for her, this lady with oxygen and sick and medicine and everything, I was almost in tears. And she started to pray for me that day. I am supposed to go and pray for her, and she prayed for me. What I want to tell you with this is the, the word of God, even if we are sick, the word of God is not sick. The word of God is not in chains. It's not bounded. So we are the ones who need to do it and speak it and, and, and speak the word of God and teach to your children. You know, when the word of God can be imprisoned, this is what I put in my words, is when we abandon it, the word of God. So I speak it over you, people of God. Make the word of God your GPS, your map. That this year, I know many people is walking in, in without peace. But Paul was writing that words to Timothy, and he was maybe sick. He was in jail. He was maybe treating bad. People hate him. Maybe he was suffering physical, emotional, lonely. But he was encouraged, Timothy. And I believe that he has peace. And I encourage you this morning to don't let anything bother you. Don't let things steal your peace. Because we don't make our gospel ours because we are confused. And, and, and I know festivities and a lot of things can be great, sharing food, family. But don't let things steal your peace. The peace of God over you people. Because God has great things for you and I. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to say before I get into the word, um, I know Pastor Donald Jones and Sanders not able to be here, but he did say he's going to be watching uh, through the Internet. And I just want to thank him for allowing us this opportunity to come and, and share the word of the Lord. Uh, we're excited. Um, this is a word that um, God put on. Uh, to be honest, when I was preaching at a church in Rafford, Pastor Jones came, and when he heard me preach his word, he said, 
He called me a few days later and said, I want you to preach that at the end of the year for my church. I believe it's a word that uh, the Pulaski Church needs to hear. So that's, that's what uh, the plan is today, but I believe it's going to touch our hearts. I, I want you to know the first of it's going to be a little bit tight, a little tough. I hope y'all, I, I know Pastor Jones, he don't you know, pull no punches, so I think y'all can handle it if we step on your toes a little bit, but I promise if you'll, if you'll hang with me that it, it'll get better toward the end. But if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 14, I want to look at verse 54. And then we'll skip down and read verse 67 through 72. If you will, let's stand for the reading of the word. Mark chapter 14, verse 54. And Peter followed him afar off, even unto the palace of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. He warmed himself at the fire. Skip down, if you will, to verse 67. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew. And a maid saw him again. And began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art the one of them. For thou art a Galilean, and thy speech agreeth thereto. But he began to curse and began to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. And the second time the cock crew, and Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him, Before the cock crew twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word today. And I just pray, Lord, that you anoint me uh, to speak forth this word. Lord, anoint the ears to receive it. Lord, let this word touch our heart greatly today, Father. Let it change our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. You may be seated today in the presence of the Lord. I, I've entitled today's message, Choose the Right Fire. Now, when I look in the Word of God and I, I think of the word fire, I often can't help but think of God because we know that Many times in Scripture, when you look at fire, it refers to God. Matter of fact, in Hebrews 12, 29, it even says He is a consuming fire. We, we read about where uh, John the Baptist said that, you know, that he, when He was coming, that He would come and He would fill us with, a, with the Holy Ghost and fire. We, we see on the day of Pentecost, when they were in an upper room, uh, you know, the Spirit suddenly became a sound from heaven, the Bible says, and a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and, and they appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as a fire. So we see that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's a picture of God. And it came upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues. So it's easy to see that when you see the word fire in the Word of God, you think you can't help but think of God him, Himself. How, however, I come to let you know that the world also has a fire, if you will. Now, you've got to see this in the Spirit. The world wants to offer you a fire. It's, it's much like uh, a fire in the natural warms the flesh. How many knows if, if this was a fire? Let's just imagine that this is the fire today. And you know, that was a fire and it was cold in here. We, we would want this flesh. We would want to stick our hands out and warm our hands, much like Peter did in our text. We would want to warm ourselves by the fire. It's, 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 I want you to see that as a picture of the world's fire, but again, you've got to see it in the Spirit. I'm, I, I'm talking about a, a 1 John 2.16 where it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. That's the fire I'm talking about. 
a fire that the world produces that feels good to this flesh. I'm talking about uh, things that we like this flesh to be warmed by. Uh, Some would say, well, give me an example. Some likes to get their flesh warmed by alcohol and warmed by drugs. And some might would want to get their flesh warmed by by that fire of of lust. It it might be adultery or fornication or homosexuality. It's, It's like a fire that that flesh likes to be warmed. By some, some might say, "Well, I'll never go that far." But the, but then they're warming that flesh with things like internet pornography and and you know inappropriate texting and uh, you know or or they're doing what Jesus said to be careful of when he said in Matthew five twenty eight. But I say unto you that whosoever look on a woman and lust after her has committed adultery already in his heart. It, I, I talk about a fire like like. Like Paul spoke of when he when he said to that unmarried person, he said in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 9, but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it's better to marry than to burn. He's talking about burning with passion. He's, he's talking about burning with lust. Paul is saying if you can't control the flesh, don't do what's wrong, but do what's right and get married. That's simply what he's saying. But my point is, this world, it's like an imitation of of the fire of God, offers a fire to warm our flesh. Does that make sense this morning? I I told you it's going to be a little tough. I'm glad I'm the evangelist today. Amen. (laughs) Some will say, well, preacher, I've I've overcome all that, but then we get into churches, and sometimes church people like to warm their flesh with jealousy. Some like to warm their flesh with gossip because it makes them feel better about themselves or other negative emotions. The flesh likes to be warm. And the world offers a fire. But we as the children of God don't belong to this world. And we don't belong around those fires. Like like Peter, he didn't belong at that fire that night when Jesus was on trial, but he has found himself around the wrong fire. We don't belong there because we're in the world, but church, we're not of the world. I'm telling you the enemy wants to produce a fire that your flesh begins to want to be warmed by, but you don't belong there. When you get around those kind of fires, it will affect your relationship with others and with God. I want to look at Peter. The first thing he does when he gets around that fire, you know what? He's around people he should not be around. Think about it. He's he's gotten to this fire, and we'll talk about how he got there in a minute. But he got... To this fire, uh, uh, when he got there, he's standing around the very people that hated Christ. You know, this world hates Christ. We read in John 15, 18, If the world hates you, know that it hates me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I've chosen you out of the world, that's you, that's the church. Therefore, the world hateth you. Not only does this world hate Christ, but this world hates the church. You say, well, I got, I got a lot of friends, and I, and I know that we need to be friends to the sinner, but there's a lot of people, they say, well, I got a lot of friends that's not saved, but, but do you have them friends because you're standing around the fire with them and you're warming yourself with the same thing that they're warming themselves with? Oh, you're saying, oh, I'm saved, I'm all right, but you, you're doing the same thing they're doing. You're warming your flesh with the same thing. I'm telling you. 
you, if you ever get to the point, if the church ever gets to a place where they say, you know what, I, I don't, I don't get around. I'll still be your friend, but I don't get around those fires no more, cause those fires will mess up my life. Those fires will hurt my relationship with God, and I love God now more than the things of this world. So I don't hang around those fires anymore. You'll see just how much them friends likes you then. Oh, I, I hope this is all right. Peter's warming himself with a fire by people that hated Christ. They hated him so much that they even when they could have freed him, they said crucify him and give us Barabbas. That's how much they hated him. The Bible says in Matthew 14, 65, and they began to spit on him. That was our Christ. They spit on him and, and they covered his face and they buffeted him and they said to him, prophesy thy, and thy servants did strike him with the palm of their hand. They hated Christ. That's the people Peter's warming himself around with. The very people that spit on Christ. The very people that buffeted him and blindfolded him. And he's there warming himself. He's warming himself at the wrong fire. The second thing I see while Peter's at the fire, he gets intimidated not by, listen to this, not by some high official. He doesn't get intimidated by a big bad Roman soldier, but it's a little servant girl. Ah, aren't you one of them that was with Christ? Peter says, uh, saw he, he's warming himself. She looks on him and says, aren't you one uh, with that, that was with Jesus of Nazareth? But verse 68, but he denied say, to a little shepherd. Oh, no, I'm not. I, I wasn't the one with him. Neither understand. I don't even know what you're talking about. And he went out into the porch and the cock crew. And then she comes out again and she says, ah, that's one of them right over there. She's telling the crowd. And, and, and Peter's still in them. I'm not. One, I'm not one of them that was with Christ. And then a third time, they begin to speak up. And this time, Peter is cursing. I, I, come on, a disciple church that walked with Christ for three and a half years. All of a sudden, he's denying Christ and he's cursing and he's swearing. I don't know him. And the Bible says the cock crowed a second time. Then after that, we read on that. Peter hears this, and, uh, or he denies him, and, and the Bible says that he wept. So here's what happened. Uh, when Peter began to warm himself at a fire he shouldn't be at. First off, uh, we see he got around the wrong people. That's what warming yourself at the wrong fire will do. Uh, a second thing we see, he began to deny Christ. Not once, but three times. He began to do the same thing over and over again. And a third thing, he's intimidated by a little slave girl. That's just some things that happened to Peter when he got around the wrong fire. And I'm telling you, the, the same things will happen to us when we warm ourselves with the wrong fire. Lord, help us today. Again, he didn't just deny him once, but three times. That's what happens when we warm ourselves around the wrong fire. We begin to deny Christ. Matthew 16, 24, And then Jesus said unto the disciple, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. See, see when we give in to the flesh, we're not denying ourselves, but we're denying him. We might not say, oh, I don't know him. But when we stop denying ourselves and we, we, stop, uh, and we start warming ourselves by the fire of the world, you know what your fire is. I, 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 know, I know I'm talking to somebody and you're warming yourself. When you do that, you're really denying Christ because you're now no longer denying yourself. 
He says, deny yourself. Take up his cross and follow me, says the Lord. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Here's what Jesus is saying. If you want to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. Stay away from those fires of the world. Stay away from those things that your flesh likes. You've got to forget about yourself. Deny yourself. You've got to tell your flesh no. I, you know, you know one, one, one of my greatest mentors was Bobby Hunter. I don't know if y'all knew him, a black preacher, an amazing man of God, and his wife, Iva. She always would tell me, David, sometimes you got to tell your flesh, flesh, shut up. I, I'm telling you, that's how you deny yourself. Sometimes you got to tell your flesh, you better shut up and, and get into submission because you're not going to hang around the wrong kind of fires because you'll hang around the wrong kind of people and when you hang around the wrong kind of people you'll start denying Christ and you'll find yourself in a misery of regret that's what the wrong fires will do to you so today don't deny him deny yourself take up your cross says the Lord surrender your life to Jesus sacrifice your life because he sacrificed for you give him all your life because he gave you all of his life I follow him now and don't let that flesh have its way oh tell the flesh I'm done with you tell the flesh I deny you I'm going to follow him because when I follow him I know greater things are ahead when I follow him I know I got purpose and I, I got destiny when I follow him I know that he'll lead me to greater things he'll, he'll give me power and he'll give me authority. He'll bless me going in and bless me going out and bless me in the city, bless me in the field. He'll bless my life. Not only that, when I leave this earth, I'll have eternal life. I'll live with him forever. I'll see my sweet mom, Eleanor Scott, one day again. Oh, but I got to tell this flesh, I deny you. I'm not going to follow the, what the flesh wants, but I'm going to follow what the Lord wants and what he wants is for me to deny myself and pick up my cross and follow him. Can somebody say amen? Woo, help us, Lord, help us, Lord. Ah, I'm telling you, wrong fires will always bring regret. When Peter, after he denied Christ three times, he wept. That wrong fire will always bring regret. When you get around it, it puts you around the wrong crowd. When you get around it, it will cause you to deny Christ. When you get around it, it will cause you to be intimidated. When you get around it, it will cause you to have regrets. So one might say, how, how did Peter get to this fire? I mean, how did he really end up at this wrong fire? We can all find ourselves there. I believe Peter was a true man of God. I mean, he, he was with Christ for three and a half years. I, I know he had his, his temper, you know, and, uh, but, but he was a man of God. He had such faith in God that one time he walks on water, and I know he took his eyes off Christ and began to sing, but he actually was the only man other than Christ that ever walked on water. He's a great man of God, but yet the great man of God has found himself around the wrong fire. It can happen to all of us. We are who we are by the grace of God. We're saved by grace, and we're children of God by His grace. But all of us can end up at the wrong fire. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that we've got to be on guard for to keep us from ending up at the wrong fire. Just a couple of things. In, in Matthew 26, before Peter's downfall, we read this. In, it, it's in uh, this chapter, Jesus warns Peter that you're going to deny me three times. And as you continue to read, the Bible says he takes Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him to pray. Matthew 26, 38 through 41. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, O oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. 
and he cometh unto the disciples, and he finds them asleep. He finds them asleep. And he says unto Peter, what could you, couldn't you watch with me one hour? And he tells him, he instructs them, listen, he's instructing Peter and, and those there, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. He's telling them, here's how you can stay away from warming yourself at the wrong fires. Watch and pray. Don't become a sleepy church. A sleepy church will, will cause you to begin to compromise. And even as men and women of God, remember Peter is a man of God. He's a disciple. If you become sleepy, he became sleepy in the natural. God, the Lord Jesus Christ, instructs him. You need to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Okay, Lord, that, that's what we'll do. <laughs> but he fell asleep. A sleeping church is a church that compromises. It's a church that, that, that ends up being at wrong fires, and, and they, they wonder, what's wrong with me? It could be that you've fallen asleep, and God's calling you, hey, wake up. Can you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, says the Lord, that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but that old flesh is weak. They should have been watching and praying. That's what the Lord instructed them to do. But instead, they fall asleep. A praying man will stop sinning. A sinning man will stop praying. God help us uh, hear the word. Prayer is the key to keep you from going to that fire that the world has, has built. You're going to be tempted. We all are people of flesh. We all deal with this old flesh. And we all at times are going to be tempted. Uh, just like Peter, the man of God, was tempted. But the key uh, to escaping that temptation, Jesus tells us, watch and pray. Stay awake in the spirit and pray. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. Call unto me, says the Lord, and I will answer thee, and I'll show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He's calling us, church, in these last days. He's calling the church, wake up. I need you to watch and pray. The enemy is loose. He's tempting everyone he can. He's trying to get you by the wrong fires to warm that flesh. So you wake up and watch and pray, says the Lord. And then Peter, he, he, he finds himself in a situation. He, he falls asleep, but when he wakes up, he grabs a sword. And he tries and he cuts off the high priest's ear. We, we know the story. But listen what Jesus said. Then said Jesus of him, put up again the sword into the, his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I could now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the Scripture be fulfilled that thus it must be? Peter's trying. He's been sleeping. He hadn't been watching. So when he wakes up, he's trying to win a spiritual battle in the natural. And that's what happens when we don't watch and pray. We try to win this thing, uh, what these spiritual battles in the natural. But you can't win a spiritual battle in the natural. For our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Our weapons are not natural. Our weapons are spiritual. Our weapons is prayer. Our our weapons is a word of the Lord, the sword of the Spirit. Our weapons is the Spirit Himself, the Holy Ghost, and the power that He gives us. That's the weapons we use to fight a spiritual battle. But when we find ourselves asleep and we find ourselves not praying, it's hard to wake up to a spiritual battle and step into the spiritual realm. Does that make sense this morning? God help us to hear the word. Prayer is a key to winning a spiritual battle. 
Jesus even said, he said, I could have stopped this. I could have prayed to the Father and stopped this from happening, but this was a spiritual thing. This was the will of God, uh, uh, you know, for me to die on a cross for you all. So I, I'm not going, I didn't stop it, but, but he's telling us, he's giving us a key how we can stop some things happening in our life. It's through prayer. Some things that, that you're dealing with right now, you could stop it, I'm telling you, by just beginning to saying, I'm waking up. I'm not sleeping anymore, but I'm going to watch and I'm going to pray. And there would be a lot of things that you wouldn't have to deal with that you're dealing with right now. And that's just some of us, amen. <laughs> One last thing Peter did that caused him to end up at the wrong fire. I, I, I promise, it's about to get better. <laughs> I know it's tough. I'm preaching to myself. So Matthew 26, 58. But Peter followed him afar off unto high, the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. The Bible says during when Christ was on trial that Peter followed him afar off. Peter followed Christ from a distance. One thing that will cause us to end up at the wrong fires in life is when we follow Christ at a distance. Now, somebody say, well, what's, what's that mean, preacher, following Christ at a distance? It would be saying, it's no big deal to go to church. I, I, I'm saved, but I, all that Jesus stuff, that's, that's a, you know, just Jesus, Jesus, all that. that you're following Christ at a distance. Following Christ at a distance would be I'm not going to get too radical. Following Christ at a distance is I don't need to go to church every Sunday. We need to be in the house of God. I know COVID has kept us out, but the Bible is telling us, and he said, especially in these last days, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We need to be in the house of God. But if we have the attitude that I don't need to be there every Sunday, you might be following him at a distance. Oh, just give me a little word. Pat, pat me on the back. Tell me it's okay. Don't, don't confront me. Don't step on my toes. You could be following him at a distance. When we follow him at a distance, what happens, the flesh begins to uh, uh, take over. Now, all of a sudden, like Peter, we begin to find ourselves, uh-oh, I'm warming myself with the wrong fire. I'm telling you what caused him to get at the wrong fire. He didn't watch and pray, and he followed Christ at a, di at a distance. So what do we do, preacher? If, we, if we've been like Peter, and we've, we've done some of these things you're speaking of, find yourself another fire. Find yourself another passion. Find yourself that fire I spoke of at the first of the message. The fire of God. A fire that will move your life from regret to revival. I don't want to live a life of regret. Do I have regrets? You better believe I got some regrets. Has my flesh been found by wrong fire? fires? You better believe it has. I got regrets, but I know how to get revival. I got to find another fire. I'm talking about that fire called the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about fire that, that will change your life. It's a fire that, that will bring passion. It's a fire that will reveal your purpose. Every one of us has a purpose. Every one of us have a destiny. We got something to do for the kingdom of God. How do you find it? Just get the fire. Get around the fire of God. Find you another fire. It'll cause your life to be changed. It to give you a power to be a witness. It, it'll give you boldness to stand up against the enemy. That's what that fire will do. Get around the fire of God. I don't know about you, but, but that's the kind of church I'm looking for. I'm looking for a church that has the word, but I got to have a church that believes in the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost because the fire changes you. The fire will burn things out of your life. Do you know that? That his 
fire. It's a consuming fire, and it'll burn things that this old flesh desires. I, I, I always like this story that, 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 that God gave me a, a few years back. I pastored for 20 years, but, but in one church I was pastoring in Marion, Virginia. Uh, our, our youth group had went on a youth uh, uh, trip over at Hungry Mother Park to stay in the night youth retreat. And, and, and uh, I seen many pictures, and, and, and they had the word can't uh, uh, that, that in one of their uh, sermons or one of their messages. And, and, and they took the word can't, and they cut the T off, and they say, you can. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. That, that was the message. But, but the kids was playing around, and there was a, they, they had some campfires outside. And I don't think they did this on purpose, but the Lord spoke to me. They had one of them cards that said can't. And you know kids like to play in fire. Come on, us adults sometimes do. But they took that card and they lit it and they had a picture. And in that picture you had the word can't and that fire was about to burn that tea out. And the Lord spoke to me, and I preached it that following Sunday. The Lord spoke and said, that's what my fire will do. My fire will burn the can't out of your life. I can't live right. Oh, you get some fire in you, you'll live right because he's a consuming fire. He'll burn the can't out of your life. I can't preach in a big church like this up he'll ask well here I am how do you do it preacher well you let the fire burn on the inside of you and let it burn the can't right out of your life where you say I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me don't tell me I can't I got the fire of the Holy Ghost in my life yes you can that's what his fire will do it'll burn the can't right out of your life it'll change you. It'll revive you. It'll give you power. It'll give you bonus. I'm telling you, 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 all you need to do to overcome that flesh is find the fire of God and get around the fire of God. Now, I'm going to try to hurry, but, but let me show you something that I found when I was studying this message. There's another story in the Bible where Peter is found around another fire. But this fire is different than the last one. In this fire, it's in the book of John, and at this point, Jesus has already been on the cross. He's already rose from the dead, and Peter, along with some other disciples, if you remember, they're feeling kind of bad, and they say, let's go fishing, and they fish all night, and they caught no fishes, and they get up the next morning. I'm sure they're discouraged, and Jesus is on the seashore, and Jesus says, hey, have you caught anything? No, we've not caught nothing. And then he says, well, try this. <laughs> Cast a net on the right side of the ship and you shall find they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw for the multitude of fish. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It's the Lord. Oh, it, it, it's the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded up his fish coat unto him, for he was naked, and he cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in the little ship that were not far from the land, but as 200 uh, cubits, dragging the net with the fish. As soon as they were come to land, they saw Listen, a fire of coals, and on this fire laid fish and bread. Now Peter has discovered it's Jesus on the seashore. At his trial, he was following Jesus at a distance, and he ends up at the wrong fire. But this time, he says it's uh, the Lord Jesus. He finds out, and let me say this, he finds it out after an in instruction. Now, remember, he was instructed the first time to watch and pray. He didn't watch and pray, so he ends up at the wrong fire. This time, he's instructed, why don't you cast your net on the right side of the ship? And he follows the instruction of the Lord. He discovers it's the Lord, and he's not following him from afar off. But he's so excited, so desperate to get to Jesus that he dives out of the boat, and he's saying, I don't care. Nothing is getting in the way of me getting to my Lord. COVID's not getting in my way. Come on. This flesh is not getting in my way. I've got to get to the Lord. I know what happens 
when you get too far from them. When you get too far from them, you'll end up at the wrong fire. I've got to get to the Lord. And when he got there, there's a fire burning. But this fire's much different than the last fire. The previous fire, uh, Peter's there, and Jesus was on trial. But at this fire, Jesus is triumphant. At the previous fire, man had built it. But at this fire, the Lord Jesus had built it. Peter ended up at the previous fire because he didn't listen to the instruction of the Lord, watch and pray. But he ended up at this fire because he listened to the instruction, cast your net. Peter ended up at the previous fire because he followed at a distance. He ended up at this fire because he did everything he could do to get to the Lord. Draw nigh unto God and God will draw nigh unto you. He did all he could do to get to the Lord Jesus Christ. I say that to say this. If you want to get to the fire of God, sometimes you got to say, I'm not letting anything get in my way keeping me from the house of the Lord or keeping me out of my prayer closet. I'm going to get in the presence of my Lord. If you'll do that and if you'll begin to follow his instruction, I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm telling you, you're going to find a fire. You're going to find his fire. And when you find his fire, there's going to be a meal on it. There's going to be fish and bread on it. I, I hope you understand that, that when I talk about uh, fish, you could look at it as, as meat. And I, I know the Bible talks about the Word being milk and the, and the Word being meat. When you get around the fire of God, it will cause His Word to go from milk to meat. There's a lot of churches, and I, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I, I, I don't want to judge, but there's a lot of churches, they are on milk. You know why? Because they're not around the fire. But when we get around the fire of God, I'm telling you like Jesus had fish on that fire. When we get around the fire of God, it will cause this word to become meat. I'm going to tell you the best way that I've ever gotten messages. It's not on the Internet. It's not through Google search. I'm telling you the best way I ever got my best messages in 20 years is when I got drawn nigh to God and I got in my prayer closet and I got around the fire of God and I began to speak in the sweet Holy Ghost and then all of a sudden revelation opened up. All of a sudden I seen things that I didn't see before. I went from milk to meat. Why? Because that's what the fire of God will do. It'll give you meat. And the fire of God, when you get around it, bread always shows up. And you know what bread is? It's Jesus himself. Jesus said unto them, I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. When we get around the fire of God, you're going to always get meat, always get a good meal, and you're always going to get Jesus. He's always going to show up wherever the fire of God is. You say, I thought the fire of God was shouting. I thought the fire of God is when I when those hairs rose on, on my arms. I felt those Holy Ghost chill bump. And that is part of the fire. But a sign that you're around the real fire is when the word goes from milk to meat. And all of a sudden you know that he's in the midst. He's here. Jesus has showed up. The bread of life is here. And all of a sudden blind eyes begin to open. And, and those that are lost begin to be found. And those, those that are sick begin to be healed. And those that are demon possessed begin to be delivered. That's what happens when Jesus shows up and I'm telling you where he shows up he shows up where there is the fire of God when we gather together in his name he shows up but I'm telling you he's always around where the fire is help us Lord help us Lord Peter's at this fire and I'm going to close with this if you want to come Pastor Tony Peter's around this fire and they had dined. And listen what it says. Jesus said unto Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? They're, they just around the fire, just dined. He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again the second time, Simon, 
son of Jonah, loveth thou me? He said unto them, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto them, Unto him, feed my sheep. He said to him a, a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him a third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. The fire that man has made, or man made, it was there that Peter denied Christ. The fire that the Lord had made, Peter reconfirms his love for the Lord three times. The fire of man caused him to do wrong things over and over again. But when he has found the fire of God, you know I love you. You know I love you. You know I love you. Over and over again doing the right thing and saying the right thing. The fire of man, Peter rebelled against God. But at the fire of the Lord, he was restored. At the fire of man, Peter regretted what he'd done. But at the fire of God, Peter was revived. Do you hear, hear this preacher this morning? At the fire of a, a man, Peter lost his way. At the fire of God, Peter found his way. At the fire of man, Peter walked away from his calling. At the fire of God, he came back to his calling. That's what his fire will do. Maybe you've gotten to a place, and we're going to pray for you. I hope it's okay. I, I'm going to come down here, but I don't want Mary Saul and if it, the prayer team, however you have it set up. Maybe you're here today and you say, Preacher, I, I've been kind of sleeping over this last season. I, I've not been watching and praying, I, but, but I hear what you're saying, I, and I want to get back to the fire. I've, I've kind of grown cold on the Lord. And I, I'm kind of lukewarm, and we know what the Bible says about the lukewarm. But I, I want the fire of God back in my life. In 2022, I want to walk in, I want to walk in that fire. So I, today I want to come to the altar and I want to rekindle the fire of the Lord in my life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you say, I'm not saved. And, and I, I want to be saved today, or I'm, I'm backslidden. I, I want to recommit my life back to the Lord because I, I don't want to live in regret. I want to live in revival. But if that's you, if there's one today, will you lift your hand? Today's the day of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that hand. Is there another? If you're here today and you say you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, we could, you could be filled today with the Holy Ghost, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. If that's you, I want you to come. If you're sick in body, come on. Let's, let's, let's stand this morning. Whatever your need is, come on to this altar. That one to lift your hand, if you'll come, we're going to pray for you.